Mixed Media Gaming. Okay, so welcome back to the uh, Mixed Media Podcast. Uh, currently, we're on the gaming section. I'll be talking about my uh, first go at Steam Profit, which I talked about a while ago. Um, Irving just finished his Arguing with Reddit segment on movies, and Ben reviewed a, uh, a song as his topic segment. So, uh, yeah, that is, uh, that's that. All right, so... I'm not going to explain what Steam Profit is again for those who missed the episode. If you missed it, just go back to it. But I will give like a okay, I'll give a brief like what I'm doing essentially. What I'm trying to do is pick what I believe to be the top five most performing uh, like the, the top five games that will be coming out within this week that are tagged as indie on Steam. How will the uh, performance is calculated? Is something I talked about in the past video, so you can go back to that if you want to. Um, but yeah, top five missing this week. Okay. This week starting, I, I, I came up with this list yesterday, so we're starting, uh, you know, so if it came out today, that would be considered fair game, essentially. Okay, so yeah, I came up with my top five, um, and I, you know, I noticed a lot of a lot of things that are kind of depressing. <laughs> so uh, essentially how I did this is I had a bot that uh, looked at the upcoming releases tab on Steam, and it essentially got every single game on the upgrade releases tab there were about 3800 of those and obviously i can't sort them all so i did some bot filtering so first thing i did was uh you know filtered by what is coming out because i only needed the ones that are coming out within a week the problem is some games i talked about this before some games don't use a standard date format so really the big issue is when it says like uh example one slash two slash 22 depending on what country you're from the first number might be the month or the day so I can't actually figure out, and this is horrible on Steam's part, the fact they don't have a standard, like, you know, you just put in a date into something and it just makes a standard for you. And the fact that I don't know uh, <laughs> when that game is actually coming out. So I couldn't do anything with those ones. So I eliminated all those, which were luckily the minority. Most people did not use that. Uh, most people just said, like, um, January 1st, whatever, you know. Well, I mean, not January 1st, but example. <laughs> Stuff like that. And I essentially had my bot look at a bunch of common formats. So um, it was January 1st, people shortened to like Jan 1st. Some people don't put a comma, some people do put a comma, some people change the order of the year at the start instead of the end. Whatever. I put every single possible combination of thing. <laughs> Why is this not standard? I don't know. It's absolutely ridiculous to me. Um, I actually baffled baffled me when I saw it. I was like, really? It's just like, I don't know. I feel like this is bad for business on C's part. It's such a simple thing, you know, because I certain games just can't figure out when they come out. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so I filtered that down. Um, and then, oh, yeah, I also don't include free-to-play games in this because uh, the formula, essentially, that would be equal zero points from the formula because you multiply by the price of the game at some point. So free-to-play games are not included. It's ba- the... The metric we're looking for is the lower bound of the amount of money the developer made off the game uh, within a month span, is what, is what we're looking at. So, no free-to-play games, because it's hard to figure out how much you make off of microtransactions versus like just pure purchases. Um, so after you've done those filters, you filter by you know, things that have standardized dates, which are most things, uh, filter by coming out within a week, and filter by free-to-play, you come out with 98 games. Um, and that is a lot to look through, and I did my best to look through a lot. I could not do all that idea. I could not force myself. It was tough. <laughs> Just looking at Steam page after Steam page and like 
having to figure out, okay, does this place have like a community, like this is developer of a community somewhere, uh, you know, it's not that easy to figure out on a first glance um, whether a game will succeed and stuff like that. So that's a good bit of research. Uh, I have a whole big Excel sheet, and let's see, I analyzed, let's see how many games are here. Um, out of the 98, oh, Excel is not co cooperating. Oh, there it is, okay. 38, so about a third of them, a little over a third of them. Actually, yeah, a little over a third of them. Um, also, notably, in the 98 games, I didn't realize that DLCs and expansions were also included in those release, uh, upcoming releases. So about, like, maybe uh, 10 total on the list were not actually games, they were just DLCs. Um, but I just skipped over those ones, obviously. <laughs> so what I noticed most, the biggest problem I noticed most about uh, game store pages is just the fact that they had no video trailers. They had a bunch of images. And if you've, you know, chances are any game you play on Steam has had a video trailer, probably because you're not going to do very well if you don't have one. <laughs> it, you know, it's the equivalent of having a, you know, launching a movie, but you only show images. You never show any clips or anything like that. You only show like the poster, uh, you know, like the, the poster of the, of the movie. That's kind of weird. <laughs> um, or, um, you know, with a song, you know, just showing like, oh, here are like three notes. It's like, okay, <laughs> this is not useful. <laughs> that was the biggest problem. And that was a thing on most games. I don't know, definitely a vast majority of the games just did not have videos. And pretty much every time I saw that, I said, not, you're, not getting, you're not getting people to buy your game. I am, for the most part, except one, I believe I put one in my portfolio. I can pick five. Uh, so one of them, I think, had no video trailer, but uh, I'll get to why I added that to the portfolio. Um, a lot of issues with, with things that did have trailers is just weren't not interesting. <laughs> um, they either just were not representative of, representative of the gameplay. Uh, they didn't show much gameplay at all. Um, it wasn't even like a cool cinematic thing. It was like some mildly interesting thing that was going on, or it was like really slow and like it's like all someone did was they opened OBS to record and they played the game just naturally or something. And it's like and they just they just had that for like a minute, right? It's just them playing the game. Problem is like your game's not going to be interesting all the time, and so especially if you start out at a not interesting place, people are going to click away and find and look for the next game, right? Because you're not a big studio. You're in like the phase where people are gonna discover you in part by just looking around and they're shopping around for games, for new games, and they're, just, they're going quickly through these things, you know? So you're click on your game, they're gonna watch the first 30 seconds and be like, huh, not, if, if even 30 seconds. Uh, a lot of these games I would have just stopped watching after like five seconds, but all right, never mind. <laughs> uh, but I forced myself to watch the entirety of, of all those games, trailers. And they're gonna, they're gonna see it be like, nah, it's not the one there. So many other games that are probably more interesting, at least their trailers are more interesting. So the ones that did have trailers, very uninteresting. So as I was going on this list, my hope, what I, my expectations just decreased uh, significantly for what I was going to get in the next game. Um, and so it came to the point where I was adding things to my portfolio when they were just mildly like, okay, you did something right. <laughs> I was like, okay, that trailer is actually a good trailer. I was like, all right, adding to the portfolio for now. And then, you know, we can reassess later. But um that's how I felt about a lot of them. So what's interesting is even though it's you know tagged indie game, so what does indie mean? I don't know, man. I thought indie meant that you cannot have a publisher, right? I thought that was the the you know across industries that's what indie meant. But uh, it's kind of weird in, in music too, right? Because there's like an indie music genre, but I mean that doesn't necessarily mean you're indie. Actually, <laughs> it's kind of it's, it's the kind of music you make, I guess, um, which I don't fully understand, but uh, whatever. I think it's sort of the same with games. It's just the kind of games that are associated with true indies. Um, 
so smaller scale things and stuff like that. But actually on this list, for the most part, everything was truly indie. Um, the only games out of the 38 that I looked at that had publishers, were only, there were only two of them. One of them I did add to the list. Um, well, the publisher is... I don't know, I'll get to it. I don't actually get if it's actually a publisher from being trolled. But <laughs> uh, yeah, there's that. Some things that really dropped my standard were like poor audio, audio quality in the trailer. Um, like really poor to the point where I'm like, your phone would just be better at this point. <laughs> or uh, I don't know. I don't know what you're using. It sounds like you're speaking like, you know, like, I don't know, you put your microphone in a trash can and start speaking into it or something. I don't really know how this was possible to be this bad. And it was like the, not even just the, I think it was compression. I think it was incredibly high compression because it wasn't even just like speaking audio, you know, someone like uh, reading text or something like that. It was like the audio coming from the game itself. Like, why is that low quality? You should just be recording it and it should be like just good enough quality because, you know, it's just, it's not like you need a microphone for this. You need a good microphone for this or a good uh, area to record. It's just from your computer. Uh, so, it, and it was so across the board, the audio was just bad. It just, it, it just seemed to me like, I don't know, it sounded like it was compressed, but like, I don't know, it was like really badly. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Okay, so the first game that I chose is called Quest of Grail. Grail is not spelled in the way you think it is. It's spelled with two A's and no I. So I'm going to I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced. Uh, created by a developer named Pixel Archipel. Now this is the one I was confused about the publisher. So the developer on Steam actually says Pixel Archipel, comma, and then a name I cannot read. Presumably be Fre presumably French because uh, this game is uh, localized in French and English. Um, then the publisher is Pixel Art Trippel without the name. I was like, are these the same people? But if you go to the publisher page, there's another developer that's like Pixel Art Trippel, comma, a different name. So I don't know how this works. But uh, <laughs> I think there's actually a real publisher behind this. Um, I saw the publisher had uh, another game that had positive reviews. Not many reviews, but um, enough to, you know, it was probably 20 or something like that. So as far as games go, not a lot. As far as games on the total list of games coming out this week, a lot, essentially. Because a lot of these game, uh, game developers had no prior ex experience on Steam and stuff like that. Uh, I had pretty, uh, you know, satisfactory music, satisfactory trailer. I had a, had a free demo that was out on itch.io that had uh, good reviews. And it had casual multiplayer, uh, uh, like local multiplayer, which I think is a... Uh, big selling point at this point, especially nowadays, um, with people buying games just to play with their friends and stuff like that. Um, I didn't verify if it has like uh, over the internet, like online multiplayer, but at least has local multiplayer. So, you know, I think that could that could uh, drive up sales. Uh, well, not that it could, I mean, should <laughs> drive up sales if you have, uh, you know, two people, let's say, who live together who want to play a game, obviously you're going to be more likely to play, more buy the game that has local multiplayer than uh, different game where you might have to buy two separate copies and stuff like that or it doesn't support multiplayer at all so uh, that was cool the premise is kind of cool it's sort of a uh I've, I've heard of a game like this before i played it can't remember what it's called but it, had, it was pretty successful uh, it was free to play um and it's sort of like a 2d platform where you race to the end sort of thing um against other players and yeah it's a pretty simple premise but uh it was showed off well in the um trailer i played the demo it was well, it was buggy, for sure, but uh, otherwise it worked. I became invincible. That, that was the fun. That's what it was. The art style is pretty good, especially in these sort of like animated cutscene things, which obviously aren't in the game, but they're very pleasing to look at in the trailer, I'll say that much. Um, that was that game. That game comes out February 5th. Uh, once again, it's called Quest of Grail, in case you want to check it out. Going to the list, yeah, some games were 
simply not interesting enough, like this game called Pachelinko, which is, uh, you know, something that someone might play if it was like a free mobile game, but I could not imagine someone paying any amount of money to... <laughs> it's not an insult to the game, it's just it's more like uh, just a... Oh, what consumers are like in the game industry. Um, they're not likely to buy something like this. Uh, it's the kind of thing you would most likely see for free, essentially, with like ads on mobile, which is kind of sad because it's not. A, I wouldn't say you know. It seems like a decent game, but uh, I know if someone made this game one dollar, no one would buy it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, there were some um, games like uh, one called Yuza, where I put it as like a maybe. I wasn't really sure, and the end decided not to. Created by a developer called D Novel, which actually appeared twice in this list somehow. This company managed to put out two games in a week, and it had no video trailer. But I put it on like the maybe list anyways because uh, the developer had come up with uh, games frequently. Um, that, so on Steam, you can actually follow developers, uh, and I don't know what that does. Never done it myself. I assume you get notified about developer news and uh, you know when they release new games. But they had a hot, uh, over a thousand followers there, so that was good. Um, and they made many, many games frequently. Um, clearly, like small games, the like, quick turnover time, but that uh, clearly resonated with people. Um, and they made them for the problem was they made it for under five dollars. I explained this before. I think I said this before. You know, whether this is causation or correlation or which way the causation is, I don't really know. Um, but games that are under fifteen dollars essentially do not sell usually, like anything. <laughs> you know, sell like ten copies or something like that. Um, and uh, as I said before, in Steam Profit, you multiply to get your points. At some point, you end up multiplying by the price of the game. So a five-dollar game that sells ton copies is not necessarily going to do all too well here. And you know, despite the one K plus followers, I was finding hard to fi- finding it hard to find like a a social media presence, right? So what I did for a lot of these games was uh, if I thought, okay, this is an interesting looking game, whatever. Possibly people might buy it. I would look it up just on the internet using a search engine uh, and see what came up. And for essentially every game, nothing came up. Like so, it was like the Steam page would come up first, um, and then maybe second, it'd be some auto-generated page from. I found out that there are apparently a lot of bots that also do what I'm doing and scrape the internet uh, looking for uh, new game releases and just create pages which just like auto. They auto-fill a bunch of data in with like, oh, it's a description of the game. Someone's coming out, developer and stuff like that. Uh, I don't really know why. I don't know what the purpose is, considering it's all on the Steam page, anyways. But it exists. So you'll find that like the second result, and then maybe the third result will be something similar. Maybe if you're lucky, the fourth result will be some other auto-generated bot, and the rest are just irrelevant stuff. Um, you won't even you won't get to the developer's uh, website, um, which I found was pretty crazy. You won't find anything. You won't find like social media accounts, stuff like that. Yeah. So, despite this, I looked into this. Uh, the developer's called D Novel. It's the game that uh, that I uh, you know put a maybe on. I says called Yuza. It's a I believe it's a visual novel of some sort or like a like an interactive like story thing. Yeah. Okay. It's not a visual novel quite. It's it's a mainly narrative reading adventure with interactive stuff in it but if you look up this developer you won't really find all too much um, about them you won't find much social media and stuff like that so i thought that was uh really odd i found the twitter the twitter seemed to have a a good community behind it um i could tell because the the, the tweets that were flying like like flying by my head i just did not understand them i was like clearly this is a reference to the previous stuff uh that they had going on and it's like you just keep scrolling down because a bunch of like you know references and people are getting it and so clearly there's like a there's a community that's there although maybe it's a bit hard to get into the community at this point because i simply just did not understand but uh and immediately i put in like you know, not much effort. I just I just looked at it. I was like, okay, there's people. So originally I had this game on the list, actually, um, but uh, eventually kicked it out for a different game. Oh, yeah, uh, this game is one called Dragon Extinction VR. There are some games that seem to have 
defied the laws of my bot. So this game got in despite the release date not being known. That's not supposed to happen. <laughs> uh, this happened with a like two or three games where there's something weird happens. Um, I think what happens is the developer decides I can't release it this week, and then they change the date. And like, I mean, I already my bot already like found it, <laughs> and you know, I had to happen to do so maybe like a two or three days before I actually went through these games. So you know, stuff can change like that. So uh, I guess hindsight, I should just generate the lists right before I go and look through it. Um, but yeah, there's like a one game that's like changed to March. I was like, huh, did my bot really get that wrong? I'm like, no, I think they actually just changed it, changed the date. Uh, there was another one I was picked called Donut Dodo. I had that on the list originally. It was like a, you know, it gave me like um, vibes of like the first game in the Mario universe, the Donkey Kong game. It gave me those kind of vibes in a way. Uh, and it looked pretty neat. Uh, the art style was certainly unique, although not my thing personally. But, you know, um, I would say this is the game that got closest to being on the list without being on the list, actually. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, the problem with it is partially that the games, the, the developer released two other games with positive reviews, which is good, but they were priced between five and ten dollars, and that's kind of a no-go zone for me. <laughs> and uh, they were just there's just another option that was uh, better for me. Oh yeah, I think I sort of hit rock bottom in my uh, in my expectations when I found a game called uh, Emu. That's not a game. I also don't mean to roast this person. I'm sure this thing is fine, but okay, it's not a game. First off. <laughs> um, how do you put a non-game on Steam? There are actually many non-games on Steam. If you go to the Steam categories, there are sections of like things that are just not games. And it's like, why? <laughs> um, they're very, uh, like, for example, probably the most popular one is Wallpaper Simulator. Wallpaper Engine, that's what it's called, which lets you have uh, animated wallpapers on your desktop and stuff like that. That's on Steam. I don't know why they would do that, um, but it's there. And sometimes you'll see on Steam your friends playing all the branch and it's like i mean they're not really playing it it's just running in the background and i think it's highly inconvenient because i'm pretty sure maybe i'm wrong i thought steam only let you play one game at a time so you have to close one in order to open another one so i wouldn't want to have that tied to steam maybe it doesn't work like that maybe i'm wrong but uh yeah th- there's at least that <laughs> so emo is a visualizer uh audio visualizer works like a generic audio visualizer whatever um and i guess the the idea, I think, is that it's supposed to show on your desktop. You listen to whatever audio, it'll work. The problem is the trailer, a quote-unquote trailer, was a screen record of the desktop that was somewhat cut off, like somewhere on the bottom, the taskbar was a bit missing, the left side of the screen was a bit missing too, and you couldn't see the audio visualizer. <laughs> so it was just a mostly black screen, which was seemed to be like some artifacting from where the audio visualizer should be. Maybe it's a good program, I couldn't tell you, but that's when my expectations really hit rock bottom. I was like, all right, well, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I have, at this point, I was in a drought. Uh, let's see, uh, when I got to Emu, I was on like a roll of like seven games. I just did not, I wasn't like interested in like slightly. I, I felt really bad, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was that. Uh, and the next game, I decided on adding the portfolios called Treasure Temples. What that is, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm going to the Steam page. Ah, uh, yeah, this thing. This is a uh, this is because I was at rock bottom. I was uh, I looked at it, looked at the uh, the video emergent and immediately I was like, wow, this looks just better. It looks better than everything else. The art style looks coherent. Looks like a game that was made to make money essentially. <laughs> um, looks like uh, a lot of you know. There's passion put into it's a puzzle game. The gameplay is it's just it just you know it's not amazing. It's not like some shatter, earth shattering idea, um, but you know it got past the low bar essentially. So I put it on the list. <laughs> essentially, that uh, I believe the game developer is the first game, so it's kind of it's kind of sketchy. And the game has no search engine presence. Once again, you look it up, you won't find a single thing. Uh, but 
you know, based on the other things, I thought it was uh, I thought it was good enough. Another thing was let's see some things I took off the list, such as one called Cat Gathers Ten. I don't know what that means, but I the the, the whoever made it does not speak English to be clear. So there's no English localization, um, which makes me wonder why the title isn't in English because an English speaker will not be playing this game anyways. In general, games that are not don't you know not in English, given that most of the uh, game population of, you know is in the United States, uh, and um, outside of that, you know I, I think it was in a, I think it was in Chinese I believe. Um, so it's not like much of the world outside of China can speak Chinese. So uh, I uh, the game didn't seem that interesting anyways. But I you know stuff like that with localization problems. I think there was a game that was uh, in Polish only. Uh, I wasn't about to put it on the list. <laughs> so. You know, and I think these are the things that are. It's always possible that I'm wrong, and this and like a Polish game becomes very popular within the Polish community, right? Um, and it proves me wrong, but I only have limited time to look at these things, and I can't analyze like the backgrounds of all these things and um, whether these people have followings within their communities, especially with really niche games. There are a lot of niche games that can become popular, and I just can't like. I'm not going to predict it because I'm not going to be looking for that niche. I'm going to think this is niche. <laughs> I'm not going to move on. Um, so uh, stuff like that. You know, maybe this game will sell really well, uh, but uh, the chances are low. Um, so yeah. Um, the next thing I put on my list was called Community College Hero: Fun and Games, uh, created by a uh, company called Hosted Games. Uh, Community College Hero: Fun and Games is a another sort of it's like a, a D novel game almost. It's, it's an interactive sort of uh, story kind of thing. And this does not have a video trailer. I think it's fine because of the kind of game it is. I'm not really sure what you should have video of. I think screenshots do it justice for you know what to expect. I think what drew me in was I believe the uh, developer is established. Yeah, so I'm looking at the developer page right now. I made a bunch of games, uh, many of which have sold de- like pretty consistently. They've sold decently. Um, like better than I think maybe every game, other game on the portfolio for uh, you know um, past projects of the developers. So I, I don't know actually. No, there's like many 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 games. They seem to be shorter games. Um, there's a lot of them, and you know they're in the cheaper range from like five to seven dollars. So not great, but they're really not many games that seem to be wanting to push the fifteen dollar limit uh, currently on this uh, on this list. Um, and uh, yeah, also it's worth noting that. A lot of this stuff is seasonal, so it might be that um, there are just not many good games, not many, you know, I'm not saying good, but not many uh, highly notable games coming out now because of the fact that uh, it's February or January, whatever. Um, and uh, that's essentially gamer drought, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, games tend to come out mid to end of the year sort of thing. Uh, I'm not really sure why this is. Some of it might have to do with video game awards. I don't know why it is for, video, for developers who don't expect to get there. Maybe because the sales are coming up, I'm like, oh, we can use that. Uh, all the holiday sales. But yeah, that's that. Next game on the list, and the last game on the list, is called Kiospoly. This thing's a horrible name, but it's supposed to be a mixture of Monopoly and Kiosk. So, Kiospoly. Uh, I like the video of it. That's the trailer. It's clearly a Monopoly derivative. Um, and they, what, <laughs> what, uh, with kiosks. And uh, what drew me into this game specifically is a developer made a game before that's a derivative of a card game. I did well. I was like, all right, they probably figured out the formula for derivatives of, of tabletop games. So uh, they got my vote there. Uh, the developer's called Notlander. 
they had two other games with uh, positive reviews, actually, one of which was a, a derivative of a, of a tabletop game. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to... There's a lot of other things I could talk about. I'm not going to because it's almost midnight. Uh, so, and I'm not even in my dorm right now. So, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. I, I, oh, one last thing is this oversaturation problem we talk about. Look, I understand this is a small sample size, but there is not much competition. That's all I'm going to say. Okay? If you make anything up decent, if you made anything decent, you would have made it on this list pretty much, right? If your trailer was existent, if the gameplay looked somewhat interesting, right? There were, out of, you know, there maybe there are, uh, I picked five, and I was considering four other ones, right? So out of just simply bare minimum, I think someone will buy it. <laughs> At least three people will buy it. Uh, outside of family and friends, there were, what did I say? I said four and five, nine games out of the third I checked. So that's one third, and the bar was low, right? So if you look at the hundred games, and we assume, you know, small sample size once again, we assume it's the same. So you might say that about 30 of these games will be somewhat interesting. And, you know, I suggest if you're game developer, go through the upcoming releases and see if you can think you can beat them. Because I think you can. <laughs> um, most likely. If you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're out here, you know, being proactive, watching stuff like this, about stuff like this, you are almost certainly head of the curve, because one of the things that everyone says is, make a game trailer, that's actually good, and some people did not do that, so, uh, yeah, it's kind of depressing. Really, when I realized things were getting bad is uh, when I saw a game that used stock Unity assets, like, literally just cubes and the standard capsule shape, and I was like, alright, I'm done. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah, very interesting. Does that uh, make you want to... Uh... Hop in on the game, ASAP. I think it, you know, I don't mean to be overconfident, but it, it makes me more confident, is what I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, and I think I can, at least, you know, once again, it's February, it's, or January, whenever it's close to February. It's um, literally 30, 30 minutes away from February. But, uh, you know, it's not, a, not, a, not the time where you, you expect a lot of good games to come out. But still, I feel like it's not all too hard to outperform games that just don't have a trailer. Like, that's really just like, all right, you gotta, now you're greater than 50% at this point. You know, you're just adding a trailer. <laughs> so, you know, add some social media presence, and uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe we'll make top 10%. <laughs> Sounds like if people want to be successful, they should visit ariella.co and uh, <laughs> contact me for help with their social media presence and, uh, and uh, media products. <laughs> Cool, cool. It is now 11.30 p.m. Eastern time, almost the next day. This is an interesting time slot. Not sure if we'll keep it or not. Um, I still prefer it. I'm not going to lie. For my personal schedule, this makes a lot more sense for me, but we'll see what happens. Uh, you just, you guys just let us know if this works better for you. If you're listening in post, which most of you are, then uh, definitely let us know what time you'd like to see us. And uh, either way, join our Discord because uh, we're always talking throughout the week. And uh, we'll get a cool conversation. And uh, last thing, mixedmedia.locals.com. There you'll see a bunch of perks. I meant to drag in a picture of all the perks so I could flash it up real quick without having to say anything. Um, but I forgot to do that. So other than that, uh, I guess we'll see you guys next week at 9.30 p.m. on Monday, probably. Thanks for watching. Yeah, thanks for watching and listening. 
Y'all think too small, I got big dreams. You just starting, I'm way ahead at the end scenes. Started reading and dodging all of the quick schemes. Money like your Spotify, boy, I got 10 streams. And I'm still looking for more. My people, they got a sore. I'm putting that on the Lord. Ain't accepting, ignore. Just kicking down all the doors. Guarantee you, boy, if I ask for it, it's got to be real big. I got to make it just for my kids and for their kids. It's kids, that's wealth years and years.